Opinions expressed on ACB Radio are those of the respective program contributors and cannot be assumed to serve as endorsements of products or views of the American Council of the Blind, its elected officials, or its staff. Welcome to Speaking Out for the Blind. I'm Brian McCallan. Do you enjoy amateur radio as a hobby? Do you want to become a ham radio operator? And do you want to network with fellow amateur radio operators? The special interest affiliate called ACB Radio Amateurs is just for you. ACB Radio Amateurs President John Glass joins us to speak out about the affiliate and how you can become a ham radio operator. Hi, John. Hi, Brian. Thank you very much for having me on the show. Great having you here, too. John, tell us about yourself and your role as ACB Radio Amateurs President. Well, I've been a ham radio operator since 1974, and I attended my first ACB National Convention in 1987. At that time, there were a number of ham radio operators at the convention, and uh, ACBRA was kind of in a state of flux at that point. They had been an affiliate, but uh, hadn't been active for a while, so... People got together informally and talked about getting the affiliate uh, reorganized and back together. That did end up happening in the late 80s or early 90s, and uh, I have been a member ever since. I have been president a couple of times, and I've also been vice president a couple of times, and uh, serving in an officer position for the organization has really been a lot of fun. Tell us about ACB Radio Amateurs. Well, ACB Radio Amateurs is an affiliate of the American Council of the Blind. We hold our meeting in conjunction with the ACB National Convention and Conference. And um, what we do each year is we always have a business meeting. The last couple of years, we have also had joint sessions with BITS, the Blind Information Technology Specialists. What we try to do uh, during these joint sessions is demonstrate some products or technology that we think will not only be of interest to ham radio operators, but will also be interested to a a broader audience of people who enjoy learning about assistive technology. Last year, we had a presentation on a product called the HamPod, which was developed by a gentleman who has low vision. It's a box that uh, plugs into a radio's control port and provides a keypad for input and speech output, which uh, gives us control over many radios that are not uh, accessible by themselves out of the box. And the year before, we we had a demonstration of digital mobile radio, which is a relatively new technology for amateur radio, but it also had quite a bit of appeal to uh, many people who weren't hams that were attending that joint session. At our business meeting, we always, uh, you know, talk about activities and uh, trends in ham radio. Uh, the last several years, we have also had a raffle for a dual-band handheld transceiver, and uh, we make this available to licensed hams, and we ask people to be in attendance to win the prize, and I think having that raffle has brought a lot of uh, participation to our affiliate that we might not have otherwise had. What is ham radio? How is this different from regular AM, FM radio? 
Well, ham radio allows people to have two-way communication. So it's a radio service where you get a license. Licenses are issued by the FCC, the Federal Communications Commission, and hams are able to communicate with other hams, either locally or around the world. The communication may take place using voice, Morse code, or there are a lot of new digital modes that are allowing people to communicate uh, keyboard to keyboard. So it, uh, they're, they're computer communication modes. I was looking at ARRL, that's the American Radio Relay League, Amateur Radio, is that popular service that brings communication, electronics, and people together. How do people use ham radio? Well, people use ham radio in a number of ways. Some enjoy visiting with friends. Others enjoy participating in emergency communications drills and uh, practice sessions so that if there is a major emergency, such as an earthquake, a hurricane, a tornado, the ham radio operators are in a position to provide backup communications for public safety agencies. And this is one of the reasons that amateur radio exists in the FCC rules, is to be a backup means of communication for uh, assisting public safety agencies in time of emergency. Other things that uh, ham radio operators enjoy, um, some guys like to work DX, which means making long-distance contacts. Other people enjoy making contacts through amateur radio satellites that have been launched by different volunteer radio groups. Some people enjoy building projects. You know, uh, the, the whole idea of putting a kit together or perhaps designing and building your own antenna is something that appeals to a lot of uh, hams. The one nice thing I will say about ham radio is that there are so many things you can do in the hobby that if you participate in one activity and you decide that you'd like to move on to something else, there are always plenty of other things that you can experiment with. That's interesting, and people can also talk into outer space too, right? That is correct. The International Space Station has an amateur radio station on board. Many of the uh, astronauts up uh, in the International Space Station are hams, and uh, they don't have a lot of free time, but some of them, when they do, that is a hobby they can enjoy from space. It's kind of a, a win situation for everybody because the hams in space enjoy it, but people on the ground really get a thrill out of being able to uh, contact the the International Space Station. And many of the contacts that are made are done from schools where, you know, school-age students have an opportunity to ask the gastronauts questions directly. Where do people set up their ham radios and how do they, where do they set up their stations? Well, a station can be as simple as a handheld radio that a person can operate from anywhere or it can be as extensive as a home station that has a 100-foot tower with multiple antennas on it for worldwide communication. A person's station can be as simple or as complex as they would like it to be. And like I said, it could be someone, you know, starting out with a handheld radio, maybe putting radios in their, their vehicle, 
or installing a more elaborate home station. I understand that ham radio operators have to possess a basic common knowledge of radio operating principles and technology. What are some of the principles? Besides understanding the rules and regulations which govern the amateur radio service, the tests do include some basic electronics theory questions so that people will have an understanding of Ohm's Law, for example, an understanding of basic components, and be able to have a rudimentary understanding of how some of these components are used in common circuits that are employed in amateur radio. And this is uh, important for people, especially who are interested in building their own projects. Why are ham radio operators required to get licensed? Ham radio operators get licensed so that there is some structure, accountability, and regulation to the service. One of the things that many listeners may remember is the big CB craze back in the 1970s. At that time, the FCC did away with licenses. Even when licenses were required for citizens' band, there was no uh, exam that a person had to take. You simply filled out a form and, and submitted it. Having a license for amateur radio means that A person has a call sign, which they identify themselves with. It also means that the person has an understanding of rules and regulations and some basic electronics theory like we just talked about. And it really means that the person is showing some dedication and interest to this radio service and respect for the rules and regulations. And if there are problems, Because people are identifying with their call signs, it's possible that the FCC can uh, track them down and contact them if that ever becomes necessary. How long are the licenses good for, and what's the cost? The licenses are 10-year license, and the only cost is an administrative fee for taking the exam. And I believe that that's currently about $15. Once a person has a license, they can continue to renew it indefinitely every 10 years, and uh, there is absolutely no cost for renewing. What are the three amateur radio license classes? I understand that there are classes. Yes, there are. And uh, the entry-level license is called the technician. The second license is the general, and the third is the amateur extra. Uh, Many people may remember that uh, prior to, I believe it was 2000, the year 2000, Morse code was required, a knowledge of Morse code, uh, in order to obtain a ham radio license. That requirement has been dropped. So these three licenses are, um, uh, you know, it's, it's a written test for each license, a multiple choice test. And um, as you go up the ladder and uh, get the next higher license, you also receive more operating privileges, uh, more frequencies that you can operate on, and in some cases, uh, different types of modes that you're able to use. So I see that the technician license, that's the entry-level amateur radio license. The general license allows for some of the operating privileges on all the operating modes, 
and ham radio bands. And finally, the extra license grants all privileges for all modes and bands. That's correct. Once our listeners get their licenses, how do they actually start their first station and get on the ham radio airwaves? Well, one of the best ways to get started is to join a local radio club. And, uh, of course, ACB Radio Amateurs is a radio club, which people are welcome to join. But the benefit of joining a local club is that you actually can attend meetings and meet people in person who live in your area that may be able to come over and help you get a station set up and provide you with uh, operating tips and that sort of thing. If you go to the American Radio Relay League's webpage, and the ARRL is the National Association for Amateur Radio, as you mentioned a minute ago. They're sort of the national ham radio club here in the United States. Their website is ARRL.org. And on that site, there is a radio club search feature where you can look for a local club in your area. You can also find local test sessions in your area because the testing for amateur radio licenses is now handled by radio clubs as opposed to uh, being handled by the FCC directly, which is the way that it used to be. There's lots of ham radio call letters out there. What are the call letters for ACB Radio Amateurs' ham radio stations, and how do people come up with the call letters? Well, ACB Radio Amateurs has a club license. Our call sign is W3ACB, and we got that as what's called a vanity call. Um, when a person first gets their ham radio license, they are issued a sequential call sign. In other words, uh, it's the next call sign in the standard pool that's being issued for the area that the person lives in. The United States is broken up into 10 different call areas. So, for example, here in California, we are call area numbers, uh, number six. And so when a person gets their first license, it will have a six in it as the area designation. And then a person can uh, look through on a, a database to determine available call signs and apply for a, a specific one. So, for example, uh, many people like to have their initials as part of their call sign. So um, uh, an example of that would be, I have a friend whose name is Joe Smith, and uh, his, his middle initial is uh, A, and I can't remember what that stands for, but he got a call sign with J-A-S as the suffix, so that he's got his initials. And uh, that's something that, that he enjoys, but people uh, get all different kinds of call signs, and um, as long as they conform to the standard FCC system for amateur calls, um, they're, they're available and can be applied for. W3ACB, I like it. Can you, even though we're talking on Skype right now, um, and we don't, even though I don't have a ham radio in front of me, can you demonstrate ham radio for our listeners? Like, what is some of the language you sp and some of the words you specifically say to those people who are listening? 
Well, an example would be if uh, you were uh, operating the ACB Radio Amateurs Club Station, let's say at a convention, and you were using the club call sign, uh, you would be W3ACB, and my call sign, my personal call sign is NU6P. So if I wanted to call you on the radio, I would say, W3ACB, this is NU6P calling. Are you there, Brian? You would uh, say you were here, and uh, you would say, NU6P, this is W3ACB. Hi, John, I am here. How are you doing? And you and I could just carry on a conversation like that. Uh, ham radio operators are required to identify themselves once every 10 minutes during a conversation. And um, we could talk about anything that, that we wanted to. We could discuss things that were happening at the convention. Uh, we could talk about the weather. We could talk about the equipment that each of us is using. Um, because these conversations are being heard publicly, they're not private like a cell phone conversation, it's a good idea to avoid sensitive topics. People typically don't discuss politics or religion or, uh, you know, anything that, that might be considered of a real personal or sensitive nature. But other than that, the, uh, the content of the conversations can be uh, really uh, just about anything imaginable. Yes, even though we have a tough political climate these days, let's keep the politics off of ham radio. That's always been my feeling, and I think... Uh, I think that's a good uh I, I think that's a good thing to do. Sounds good. How can our listeners join ACB Radio Amateurs? The easiest way to join ACB Radio Amateurs is to attend our meeting at the uh at the National Conference and Convention. If a person is not able to do that, uh the ACB RA treasurer is Mike Duke. Uh, he lives in Jackson, Mississippi. His amateur radio call sign is K5XU. And um, I can um, say that uh, I don't have Mike's address immediately in front of me, but if a person goes to www.qrz.com, there is a, uh, this is a, a website that allows you to search for ham radio operators. If they search for K5XU in the call sign uh, edit box, that will uh, bring up Mike Duke and um, his address is there. And if people want to join ACB Radio Amateurs, they could send him a check for $10, which is our, our annual dues. And uh, we'd love to have you. And you don't, you don't have to be a ham. In order to be a member of ACBRA, all you have to have is an interest in amateur radio, and we'd love to have you as a member. Speaking of conference and convention, the big one is coming up in St. Louis in the coming weeks. What are some just some of ACB Radio Amateurs' plans for this exciting event? Well, because there are so many activities taking place at the convention this year, uh, besides our annual business meeting, which I believe takes place on Wednesday afternoon, we don't have anything formally scheduled. Now, that doesn't mean that there won't be other activities. Uh, we often talk on uh, two-meter simplex. If anybody uh, 
coming to the convention is a ham and you have a handheld radio, please bring it with you. The frequency that we talk on is 147.480, and uh, we look forward to chatting with people, meeting new folks, and uh, depending on interest, sometimes uh, groups of us will get together for an informal lunch or dinner at the convention just to kind of get to know each other a little better and discuss the ham radio activities that we're involved with. So uh, that's uh, what I can suggest at this point, but I hope as many people will attend our business meeting as possible because in addition to doing uh, the standard ACBRA annual business and taking care of elections and that sort of thing, we are going to have a radio raffle again this year at the business meeting. And if time permits, we may have an interesting uh, demonstration of a couple of digital modes. So uh, that's something that uh, we're working on putting together right now. And I hope that we'll be able to do it. Great. Um, What's a radio raffle? The radio raffle is for a dual band Oshang or Waxon handheld transceiver that covers the 2 meter and 440 amateur bands. Uh, we will have raffle tickets at the business meeting, which we will sell for $5 each. And uh, this is about a $100 radio if someone were to purchase it brand new. And of course, they'll be winning a brand new radio. And uh, this is open to licensed hams. And uh, as I said, we do uh, require people to be present to win. All right. This is all great, John, and I'm sure our listeners are going to join ACB Radio Amateurs and speak out with fellow ham radio operators in America and around the world and in space, too. Thanks so much for joining us today. Thank you, Brian. It's been my pleasure, and uh, I will look forward to uh, meeting new folks at the convention this year, and I hope that you'll be there, too. All right. Before we go, I welcome your comments on this program. Just visit and like me on Facebook at Speaking Out for the Blind, or follow me on Twitter at Speak Out Blind or Speak Out for the Blind. You can also check out my website, that's speakingoutfortheblind.weebly.com. More information on today's show is posted there. Just look under the list of episodes and show news tab. My new email address is speakout at acbradio.org, and my show archive is at acbradio.org slash speaking dash out dash four dash dash blind. Please note that there is a link located at the top half of the page and below the heading that says Home Speaking Out for the Blind, where you can subscribe to the podcast feed and listen to Speaking Out for the Blind shows, ranging from episode 94 to the present. That's all for this edition of Speaking Out for the Blind. Thanks for listening, and remember to speak out. Here at ACB Radio Mainstream, we are always working to improve the quality of our programming. If you have any feedback about anything you have heard here on ACB Radio Mainstream, please let us know by sending an email to support at acbradio.org. That's support at acbradio.org. You are listening to ACB Radio Mainstream, connecting the blind community.
Hi, this is Dan Kaiser for Saturday Roulette, heard every Saturday on ACB Radio Interactive from 1 to 4 p.m. Eastern. Every Saturday, you can hear the best of rock and roll, including legendary rock bands, artists, and new and upcoming artists. And listen to us on demand as well on www.acbradio.org slash roulette. Listen to the greatest blend of rock and roll with new and contemporary rock artists and legendary rock artists all here on Saturday Roulette, 1 to 4 p.m. Eastern on ACB Radio Interactive. The American Council of the Blind has established the Legacy Society to honor and recognize individuals who have communicated their intentions to include ACB in their estate plans via a bequest or another type of planned gift. We want to acknowledge individuals for including ACB in their will while they are still living so that we can thank them for their commitment to perpetuating ACB's good work for years to come. Says ACB President Kim Charlson, more information about the Legacy Society and how you can help is available from Tom Tobin, Director of Development at ttobin, T-T-O-B-I-N, at acb.org, or by phone at 800-424-8666, option 5. Thank you for listening to ACB Radio and for considering ACB's future financial needs. Once again, One Touch Self-Defense will hold classes in St. Louis during the American Council of the Blind Conference and Convention. Sessions will be held on Sunday, July 1st and Monday, July 2nd. Beginner class will be 5.45 to 7.15 p.m. and intermediate class will be held from 7.30 to 9 p.m. both evenings. You must have taken a one-touch beginner class to attend an intermediate class. One-touch self-defense workshops are hands-on and verbally described. Participants engage in everything from learning basic releases from non-threatening situations to handling the most severe assaults. Workshops provide basic education on personal safety while traveling, in addition to exploring physical techniques. Workshops also serve as an excellent forum for question and answers and discussing the legalities of self-defense and personal rights. Come interact with your peers and have some fun. Session cost is $12 pre-registration and $15 on site. Convention registration opens on May 15th. Don't miss out on the fun. Make your hotel reservations today by calling 314-231-1234. Mention you are with American Council of the Blind to obtain the conference and convention room rate. For the world, this is ACB Radio, where your listening is our business.